this is JR from Less Than Jake, and you're listening to Sunset Flip Radio. Thank you, fuck you, bye-bye, everybody. And welcome back, everybody, to the number one podcast for the art and sport of professional wrestling. Yes, welcome back to Sunset Flip Radio. As always, I am your co-host, the Million Dollar Father, Mr. Thomas Lisi, and uh, joining me through the phone because the biggest heel in the world has been on our case for the past couple years, and it finally caught me. Yes, I tested positive for COVID, but I feel perfectly fine so um not to not to threat anybody but our promise is to always deliver content each and every week on the phone is mr uh the most handsome dad on the phone co-host mr alex Drayton. alex what's going on hey that's right man hey uh, <laughs> he recovered my friend no no I, f- I, f- I feel perfectly fine to be honest um that's you know who knows? Yeah, I mean, I test. I mean, Christine, she didn't feel good. She tested positive on Friday, and it's Thursday, and she's feeling a lot better. I tested positive for the first time on Tuesday, I think. Interesting. Or Monday. So I mean, but to be honest, I have no, I have zero symptoms, and uh, I'm gonna retest on Saturday, but. Um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I, th- I thought it'd be much worse, but I feel perfectly fine. So, but that doesn't mean that we stop delivering you from what happened in the week of wrestling and so much, like we always say here in this podcast, the, the world of professional wrestling changes on a dime and it happens so much in the past, in the past week we have in the week, in a, in a week's time, we didn't even have what we're about to talk about. No, about. I mean, in a week's it's time, crazy. we, you know, we, in last week, we did talk about some theories that were going to happen, and I don't want to call ourselves psychics, but we did talk about how Survivor Series could be something different this year, and it is something different, and we talked about that last week, but we'll talk about that later on in the show, but um, I think besides getting into AEW and what the whole shitstorm they're going through, I think everybody in the world of professional wrestling, whether you're going on YouTube or whether you're... It's. I saw it on Fox Sports. I saw it on Apple News. I saw it on different videos that this mysterious white rabbit QR code video was dropped on Monday Night Raw this past week, and it has everybody asking questions about who is the white rabbit, and there's so many different clues inside of the video when you really look and you dissect it, and even if you go on YouTube and you look up different people's videos and they're all the same, you know, you click on one, you click on the other. There's nothing that's different. The only thing that's different is what the creator of the video's opinion is. But the facts stay the same that somebody is coming to the WWE. And before I take all my clothes off and run around my house naked, um, because it's the person who I think it is. I'm I'm not gonna get my hopes up too high because you know, we said that before about getting our hopes high with Vince, but I think it's different with Triple H right now because I think he's doing the thing that he has to do and that's listening to the fans. Right? Yes. So he he definitely has listened and and has in what what's it been? About two, three months now? Almost three full months? Yeah, almost three months. Give or take. And, you know, in, in that short period of time, a lot has changed. Absolutely. He brought like six or seven wrestlers back. 
tons of different feuds. He changed NXT back to the black and gold slash white brand. Uh, no more the tie-dye stuff. Um, he's making wrestling fun again. He has intriguing storylines, and he's dealing with the fact that he has his, one of his flagship shows of Monday Night Raw not having the... Um, not having a world champion on the show, so he's dealing with that. But I mean, he's getting by the yeah. best that he can, and the best that he the, and what he's doing it. He's stick. He's sticking to his guns. He's sticking to his the fact that he brought women's wrestling back into the limelight again. He's using that vehicle on Raw every week, and he's using the stuff that I think that he did in NXT and brought and's bringing it up on much more of a broader scale, which is the main roster. And. Yeah. You know, when this video dropped, it wasn't like when The Fiend debuted the first time where we saw the Firefly yeah, Flunhouse. Yes, also, this was this was very you know, random. Like, yeah, just all out of the blue. Somebody posts that they're doing this White Rabbit thing. A lot of people think it's carrying Cross because he did some sort of gimmick like that in Lucha, Under- Lucha yeah. Underground. Him and Paul London. Um, what the? Paul London Paul also. London. Yeah. yeah. But I mean... That was the Rabbit Tribe, I think they were called. And to be honest, the whole Carrion Cross theory—the only theory that I think could involve Carrion Cross—is something we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. But I mean, flat out, I don't think it's Carrion Cross simply because they brought him back in the first place, and they changed his look a little bit, but they kept the gimmick of you know the TikTok hourglass. That was a really good thing that he had going, so it didn't need to get changed. But yes. he's not the kind of character that he's only had one match on television. He's not the kind of character that I think Triple H, who basically he is a made guy with Triple H, and Triple H kind of gave him the gimmick to say, "Hey, let's wipe away everything and that you've gone through the past two months because you're not getting over." But it's way too early for him to have a character change. And yes, White Rabbit is just coincidentally his former persona in a different company, but it's just too early and it makes zero sense for him to change his gimmick when he just debuted two months ago. Now, what is, you know, I didn't have time really to Google this or I wouldn't have asked it, but what is the significance of the White Rabbit in in and of itself? Well... I'm, I don't know much about the significance. I know the song White Rabbit by Jefferson uh, Airplane. Um, the WWE bought the rights to that song. So there, there, there's another, there's another uh, tell. I don't think that, I don't think the WWE would waste that much money on a song that's licensed by a band from the 70s slash 80s and waste that on an existing character that's already been in programming. I think that this is meant for somebody new or returning somebody. And, you know, all these theories that we talk about right now, there's nobody, I feel like, in NXT that would have this persona that the WWE would put this much time and attention to. You're going to have to do a couple things. You're going to have to drop that Joe Gacy angle because it would change it up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. it's 
kind of impeding on if this is Bray Wyatt's territory because he was a poor man's poor man, a horror man, Bray Wyatt. He mm-hmm. had that kind of thing going on. Uh, he he was he was much worse than Great Value Bray Wyatt. Like if Great Value yeah. Bray, now nah, he was like. You know, he's like dollar store. Dollar he's like tree. he's like Dollar Tree before it became a dollar twenty five tree. Bray Wyatt, right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shasta Cola, yeah, not even Shasta, like RC Cola. <laughs> RC, yeah. Um, but my other point was, if it's anybody but Bray Wyatt, everybody's gonna riot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I think I think a lot know, of people it's, think it's the hype him. Is so big, everybody's got to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you watch the video, um, there's a lot of clues for it to be Bray Wyatt. Um, the biggest one, I mean, if if you, okay, how can I start this? Now, when when they're playing Hangman, okay, he's the rabbit steps on a couple letters first he spells out the word demon before he spells out the you did answer but when you look at the you did the font on the writing is the same font that he has had on multiple shirts that the wwe has sold of bray wyatt now this is bray wyatt this isn't the fiend this is bray wyatt um the uh, did we like overall looking back at it? Did we like the fiend, and will we miss it if he goes back to his original character and you see the lantern come out first in a big black screen? Uh, you know, I, 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 at this point, at this point, I mean, yeah, the fiend was cool. I think the fiend was cool because you haven't seen a masked wrestler like that and someone of that horror of a gimmick in the WWE in a very, yeah. very long time. Agreed. Agreed. Um. It's you know, like it, it, it's it's uh, it's fresh. It is. Now, if the fiend just disappeared and it was Bray Wyatt, I think that it wouldn't even matter, just because I think he, him, of his caliber, of, of caliber, of what he can do, they're my, like one in the same. Yeah, it does. It even when he was, you know, the Mister Rogers character in the Firefly Funhouse promos, he was still ridiculous. And you know he he wasn't hiding behind the mask, but I mean now I like the split personality sort of thing. Like I really did enjoy. Like I'm not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan. Mm-hmm. The promos and everything I I dug I, I dig that, but I really thought that the Fiend and the um the Mister Rogers sort of character really like got me into it, mm-hmm. and I was very invested, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think that he, especially how he started out, I mean, he started off as being yeah, a Nexus, in circles. It was really and, you know, he started off in, in Nexus as as Husky Harris, and he had this awkward Axel Mulligan phase, where he came out in, like, this Punisher mask and NXT for, like, two weeks, and then he came, he became Bray Wyatt, which is a kind of a spinoff of a, of a Waylon Mercy Waylon character Mays, from uh, from the uh, the new generation era, but I mean, I, I mean, I think right now it, it's hard for me not to get really excited because I know in the back of my mind that Bray Wyatt's coming. Um, 
I mean, just some other clues. The Extreme Rules per, uh, posters now have lanterns and fireflies in the background. If you look at the, yeah, if you if you look at the riddle, uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, there's a lantern with fireflies, which just pops up all of a sudden now. So lantern and fireflies is Bray Wyatt. The font on the shirt matches the font that was in the video. Um, who? Uh, what was it? Who 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 rules the world or who ruined the world? You did, right? He said that in a promo in 2015 to Michael Cole. Um, now, a, a, another thing that I don't think a lot of people are noticing is that if you if you looked at the Hangman character, right? The Hangman character was basically made without a left leg, I believe, or a right leg. So if you no, so I'm just saying. Rabbit, no, like somebody's got a lucky rabbit's foot somewhere. Well, no. Here's the thing with that. If you watched Alexa Bliss's match the other day on Raw, you noticed that she was favoring an injury, right? Huh. Now the theory is that she was favoring the right leg injury because that's what matches the Hangman video. Also, if you did watch that match, you noticed that the lights flickered at a certain time. So, and no way. and no way. Yeah, the lights the lights flickered during that match. She was hobbling on her right leg, and there has been talks, and even she has come out and said that she wants a change in her character. So if there's a, if there if there's going to be a change in her character, she's she's selling the injury of a of a right leg, which is ironically the same leg that was missing from the Hangman video, and the lights flickered out for a segment. In that match with Bailey the other night on Monday Night Raw, I mean, right there, those are three more clues. Also, nine twenty three, nine twenty three. Uh, there was two. There was when the nine twenty three flickered at the end of the video. It was shown as a time and it was shown as a date. It was shown two different ways. The white, the white was shown as a time because at nine twenty three during the Brawling Brutes Street Profits match on Raw. Um, someone in the background on the on the camera side held up a sign with the QR code. So WWE planted somebody at 9:23 to hold up a sign during that match for the QR code. Also, 9:23, which was blue, which was shown as a date, is this Friday on SmackDown. So you put two and two together; it's not that hard. We're going to see something on SmackDown. Is it going to be the emergence of this new character? Probably not. I think that they're going to stretch this out a couple more weeks because they have Survivor Series coming up, which we'll get to right now. But there's also Extreme Rules. And if you notice, also, when he spelled out the word demon in the Hangman videos, the X's, they were purple X's. The purple X's match the poster X's for the Extreme Rules poster. So there's a and lot of that's di- why Tom right before we went on air was like, dude, I gotta buy tickets. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that's why there's that's why there's a lot of different little telltale signs. So right away to me, with from everything that I see, to me, I think this is Bray Wyatt. I'm not gonna say that this is the fiend. I'm gonna say that this is just Bray Wyatt. And I'm I'm just I'm just gonna leave it at that because it's such an early phase in this, you know, coming of a character that I don't want to make any speculation of who else it could be. 
All I'm going to say is it's not Karrion Cross, and I think it's Bray Wyatt based off of the clues that were given in the video, based off the fact that he already canceled um, comic convention signings in the next couple months. He he's been he canceled those appearances, and I kind of feel like this is the best thing that the WWE can do because they're transitioning to changing Survivor Series. Now, last week on our show, we talked about how Survivor Series is going to be a little bit different. No, it's not brand for brand anymore. Now it's going to be Survivor Series War Games, where there's going to be a male and female match, and it's going to be different shows combined. Now this just opens up the playbook for a thousand different things. Now, War Games, War Games is what five on five or four on four? Isn't a four on four? Either or. Either or. So, I mean, again, you can have Roman Reigns not wrestle at Survivor Series. You can have the Bloodline wrestle minus him. And then that's yeah, where... Yeah, but it's Survivor Series. Like, you can't... You have to have him in that. You could. Or you couldn't. You know? Yeah, but it would be cooler if you did. <laughs> yeah, it would be. But, I mean... he would really... be a lot cooler if you did, right? He, yeah, I mean, right now, his number one feud is can't believe I'm saying this, but Logan Paul. Um, oh, God. Oh, I know. Oh, I threw up in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, right now, he's feuding with Logan Paul, and that's not going to carry over to Survivor Series. Fuck no. Um, but I do think that you're going to see the bloodline. This is in between so, um, Extreme Rules and Survivor Series is... The blood money in the sand, as some people refer to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, crown jewel, it is. So right now, the yeah. right now, right now, the WWE is going through a couple things. Right now, they're they're definitely in everyone's head with this whole um, white rabbit video because they have the job now for the next month. What's today's date? Today is what the twenty second. So Survivor Series is in two months. Next, they they have they have two yeah, months. They basically have two months for this character because um, they have less than two months. Because if you want to build this character, if he's coming with other people to go against the Bloodline, you know you can have that match at Survivor Series. But I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think Bray Wyatt is coming. I think that he's he may show up at ex, at Extreme Rules. He may interfere in the Carrion Cross match, but also if he interferes in the Carrion Cross match, it could be for Carrion Cross to join him in some way. Oh my God, that would be sick and twisted. That would actually be that would kind of rule. So I mean, yeah, like I said, even before, uh, there, I mean, there's also there's also talks and there's a theory that. He's going to take his characters in the funhouse and translate them to real life. Like, for example, White Rabbit is Carrion Cross, his former persona. Abby the Witch is Scarlet. There's talks of Huskus Harris being Braun Strowman. They're talking about uh, Mercy the Buzzard being Dexter Loomis and Sister Abigail being Alexa Bliss. So. They ha- they'd have to. I mean. A couple of those people fit into those things. 
Some mm-hmm. others, it's a little bit of a reach, but then they also have to really um, tell the story. Well, they do. I mean, if you look I mean, at obviously, there's time. Okay? Yeah, I mean, which means that it's going to be a quick introduction. So, I mean, all bets point to you need to buy those effing tickets. Yeah, Braun Strowman. <laughs> Braun Strowman has the history with Bray Wyatt, so right there you tell a story in itself. Um, Karrion Cross, that's the one that's going to take the longest, in my opinion. I think Dexter Loomis, his persona is eerie. His persona is dark. You know, he kind of fits in that Bray Wyatt scheme where he can get mind brainwashed to basically obey what Bray Wyatt says. Plus Alexa Bliss. But is this a heel or a face sort of thing? Or does it matter? I don't think it matters because if Bray Wyatt came back as a heel, he would still get cheered as a face. It doesn't matter. I think he's, that. He's at that point. Oh he's no, dude! Point. If you if you saw the videos that fans were posting of of the White Rabbit song being played in between commercials and the red light, people were yeah, going people, like, people were going fucking like nuts. Off. Yeah. yeah, people were going nuts, and they're they're and they're bringing the fireflies back. They were going nuts over a test run. It was a test run. Like the guy hasn't even what? shown up on television. The about house shows, that's what they're there for. Yeah. This is why you do that. Yeah, they did it at a house show and they did it at a Raw and a SmackDown uh, commercial. So I mean, this this whole White Rabbit video has taken the wrestling world by storm. Yeah. And it and it's taking. I think that the WWE is hands. Hand and feet above AEW right now. It, it it's it's so it's so crazy how you can tell that the, that the WWE is number one right now. Even with AEW crowning a new champion again, John Moxley again because CM Punk, you know, two champion runs. He was champion twice and he was only champion for three days because the guy gets hurt or he punches people in the face. Um, so I mean, with AEW, John Moxley's the new champion again. Um, it's kind of it's kind of interesting how they didn't give it to Brian Danielson, but I understand why because maybe they want him to have his own run as a champion to actually mean something. I think this run with Moxley's not going to mean anything because MJF is waiting in the wings, and the best thing for that company is to make MJF your champion, hands down. That's the yeah. best thing that the company needs because honestly, this is the third time we've seen Moxley become champion he was supposed to go on vacation he's not even supposed to be there and ironically six weeks from almost six weeks from now is going to be full gear where he will go up against mjf in my opinion and mjf will beat him and mjf yes. will be the new champion sitting there waiting with the poker chip yeah so uh but and i mean history from that promo from right after all that shit went down yeah and I mean, besides that, with AEW, besides John Moxley becoming champion, you have Chris Jericho. All of a sudden, you know he he he's the new Ring of Honor champion. I guess you know he didn't want to put talent over anymore with Cesaro. It's funny because they're clamoring for they're clamoring for Cesaro to become a world champion for the longest time, and he was a Ring of Honor world champion. He he was a Ring of Honor world champion, which basically meant he was a. Uh, he was a uh, AEW Rampage World Champion, and he gets the belt taken off of him in a pretty short time. And um, that's kind of interesting how they're going to do this now with with Chris Jericho. I think the only reason why Chris Jericho became the Ring of Honor Champion is because to 
bring that belt more into the forefront to put eyes on it. Um, you think they got a streaming deal or something that, you know? Uh, there's talks of that with the Warner Brothers. What's the significance of eight? You know, he was holding up the eight. Like, I don't get it. Oh, he was an eight-time world champion, meaning that he's had eight different world belts. Like, he was... Um, oh, God, okay. Eight, yeah. Eight different, yeah. 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 So he was. That's what I assumed, but mm-hmm. I was like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, and then we saw the Acclaim becoming new tag champions. I mean, that was so obvious that they were going to win. I mean, based off their banger that they had at uh, All Out, and the fact that they're the most over team in that company, probably the most over wrestler in that company right now, next to MJF, you had to put the belts on them. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, overall, the, the the Grand Slam show it was it was decent. Uh, Paige, a.k.a. Soraya, made her debut in AEW. I think everybody saw this coming, to be honest. Um, I'm not really, I, I'm not really I, surprised. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not watching every week to, like, figure it out, but then it's like, damn, is she coming to wrestle? What is she doing? Yeah. And then all the women have to be like, oh, God, here we go. I'm going to get further pushback. And, like, the look on Britt Baker's face was priceless. And she's bleeding again. Britt, Britt Baker's always got blood on her face. Well, no, I, I think she actually got a nose busted by accident in that in that well, match. I know. It looked like a hard way. Yeah. But, um... No, it's interesting what they're going to do with Soraya. I mean, I, I'll probably call her Paige every once in a while, but... Um, you know, she makes her debut in AEW and, you know, it makes the, again, it sends a wrestling world crazy. But here's the thing. What, like you, like Alex just said, what kind of personality are we getting from Soraya? Is she even able to wrestle? Is she cleared? Is she going to be like a sting where 90% of the time sting is managing Darby Allen and he'll wrestle every little bit? Um, what are we getting with her? Where it's slowly back into it. I mean, that might benefit her, but yeah. I mean, I don't think that she can keep up. Maybe she's been practicing in the ring, but for her to put on a match with Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa or Tony Storm, that may be a little too soon for her. But I mean, you put her into the division of of the women in AEW, which we always said from the beginning wasn't really the greatest. And it was really good when Britt Baker was champion, but then all of a sudden Thunder Rosa is your champion. Now Thunder Rosa is basically in the doghouse. Now there's an interim champion. There's just too much interim, and there's just too much stuff going on in that women's division where you needed somebody to come in. You you needed somebody to come in to give it a breath of fresh air, and you go to the well again. You take somebody that their prime was years ago, and you're banking on the fact or hoping on the fact that they have something left in them. Basically, you're yeah. you're milking the ex WWE wrestlers for what they are and you're putting them into your company to get a cheap pop or to sell t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, the WWE let all these wrestlers go when they're out of their prime and meaningless to the company. And you know, am I right or am I wrong? Cause if they were still, if, if they were still meaning something to the company, they would still be there. You know, so I mean, look at that. Look at Malachi Black. I mean, I, I th- also here's another thing: the fact that Alistair Black is saying that he needs time alone or whatever. I think that's all bullshit. Okay. Yeah, I think he's got a contract that like he literally just resigned. So I don't know how the hell. I think. I think. Yeah, Zelina's coming back soon from injury. I think that he did this just to get back to WWE. 
That's awesome. I think that he did. I mean, to be honest, I think that he did. He he saw the writing on the wall. He saw when Cody Rhodes left that there's nothing for him in that company. He saw that the fact that 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 when they bring in when they bring in someone like CM Punk who on the inside may seem like a savior for the company, but on the outside is a fucking cancer. And now, as of today, there's speculation, not speculation, but there's a lot of talk of him not even coming back, which is fine. You don't need him in your company. When he comes back from his injury, don't even fucking sign him. He's done. He's done. So basically, I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you're picking the Young Bucks and Omega over Punk, which is smart. Because they're technically on your, um, they're basically running your company or they're they're the EVPs, I guess you could say. But you know, Tony Khan, every week he comes out and says that this is going to be a show that you can never forget. We're going to do so many crazy things. We're going to do this and that. He did say that yesterday about Paige and okay, but last week when he said it about Dynamite, it was an average fucking episode. You can't keep giving your fans the thought that somebody's coming or someone's appearing you know what i mean like i had a feeling page is showing up just because the way it was set up it was the pre-main event the faces were getting beaten up if you looked if you looked in the background on some camera shots you saw the camera guys waiting waiting on the ramp for someone to come out I mean, it was pretty obvious, and there's nobody else that's a free agent right now, or there's nobody else that would have come out that would have had that big of a pop. The only person that I would have said would, that could have shown, yeah, but I don't think that she's not even close to being near AEW. If it was Sasha, yeah, yeah, I mean, if it was Sasha that showed up instead of Paige, that would have been fucking huge. But, um. No, I was going to say if Thunder Rosa came back from her injury and helped, that would have been okay. But, I mean, you know, once I, once I, I had a feeling it was going to be Paige. And, you know, am I happy that she didn't throw any punches? Yeah, I guess. You know, but I kind of wanted to see her get into action just to prove to everybody that she still has something left. And that's, that's why she's there. You know what I mean? If she's just gonna come out every week, yeah. If she's if she's gonna come out every week and just give a weird promo or just you know come down where someone needs help, you know, then then why is she even there? Right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean I mean I I can't I can't really talk much about AEW just because I mean I'm watching the product and you know. Nothing is changing. Like if you looked at the okay, basically if you looked if you if you watched the show last night, um, Chris Jericho cheated to win, Pac cheated to win, uh, the Acclaim kind of cheated to win. So you had three, you had three matches where the winner needed help to win. You had Moxley win again. I mean that match was good. Um, you know, and then you had the the women's match, which had no, nothing, no good steam behind it. It was kind of slow, a little boring, but obviously it was meant for Paige at the end. But I mean, yeah. I think right now the, the focus in the wrestling world is on the WWE like it should be. 
And the big focus of it is the buildup for Extreme Rules and Survivor Series War Games, because we can say that Survivor Series War Games, that's what it is. Um, you the ex- think they'll, they'll let uh, Regal record War Games? Oh, God. <laughs> they might have that. I think they have that on file somewhere where they can just play that on no, loop. They could just uh, play that on loop no. all day. But, I mean, before we get to Survivor Series War Games, we have to talk about Extreme Rules, which is in two weeks from Saturday. Uh, coming to you from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, War uh, Extreme Rules, where we we can only assume that the main event... What, what's the main event? You think it's going to be Riddle and Seth Rollins in this fight pit match, which got booked the other day? Um... I... I really don't know. I think for me, it's a little too early to tell. That's the only thing of substance other than the Drew McIntyre and I I guess rumored match between McIntyre and Cross, right? Mm -hmm. That could main event only because it's closer to a main event kind of storyline because, you know, just because of where Drew's been and, you know, um, Cross has inserted himself into you know, being a, 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 a player into that. So in some capacity, I agree. No, I agree with you. It's, it's kind of tough. Um, the only way that I would say that that match is going to main event is because of how the match is going to be constructed with the fight pit. Yeah. I think that they're going to, once they put it up, something that's lowered. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, they. I think. Yeah, I, aren't the ropes off though? I think. I think they take the ropes out, don't they? It's a, it's a, I don't know if it's square, if it's circle. Like, it's square. It's I'm, like I'm trying. Board. I'm yeah, trying to remember the match with Thatcher and Riddle. Yeah, yeah, correct. There was. Uh, there was no ropes. It was a mat, and then I think there was like. A catwalk going around the top where you can walk like around it on top. Okay. Yeah, there is. There was something on there. There was a second level. Too. Yeah, there was a second level. I I think that's gonna main event extreme rules only because maybe the the building of it, the structure of it. But then, yeah. But then, if we do get an appearance from what who I hope is Bray Wyatt. How can you have Bray Wyatt appear and then not be the last thing you see in your television? So again, it, it's 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 what the WWE does in in the next couple of weeks with this whole White Rabbit circumstance that they're in. I think a lot of answer a lot of answers are going to be given tomorrow. I think on on SmackDown at nine twenty three. Actually, oh, you, did Bray Wyatt interject himself like you know to like feud with or whatever. Well, I mean, the most logical thing I think would be the hourglass, that that sign from the video, even though that could be a red herring, but if it's not a red herring, then I think it's going to interfere with maybe Karrion Kross. Um, remember when he debuted as the Fiend, he, inter- he, inter- he uh, intervened with Finn Balor, but that was only on a couple week thing. That's because that's because Finn Balor was getting time off. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, he's not going to insert himself with with um, 
Roman Reigns because that's going to be horrible timing with this whole blood money show going on. Yeah. Um, so Roman Reigns is ahead of everybody. Where we're looking, he's two months ahead where everybody mm-hmm. else is looking for a couple weeks from now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it's really hard to pick who he would feud with. I mean, I think if I had to pick one, like gun to my head, I would say Karrion Cross. Um, just because I think those two guys and the microphone would be pretty good together. I think the promos would cross, even though I know some of them are staged. I think they're pretty cool. You know, the whole black and white theme and, you know, um, with Scarlet as the shadow. Um, you know, now, now here, now here's another, here's another theory, you know, Bray Wyatt. There was something with, with, uh, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt from a, a couple years ago where, you know, who can end Roman or he was talking about Roman as far as, you know, only, you know, the world can, can take you down or whatever. So, you know, even if he's assembling a team to put against Roman, this kind of gives me flashbacks to Karrion Cross's first appearance in SmackDown where, where the hourglass was put in front of him by Scarlet and she flipped it over. Remember that? Yeah. Because if you notice, ever since ever since that, he's never been involved with Roman Reigns. He's only been involved with Drew McIntyre. No, there, was, there was another subtle thing backstage, I believe. And after that backstage uh, segment, there was nothing. That's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 so interesting. And it's so... that that's oh. That's what I enjoy about this thing going on. Because... This is something like the WWE hasn't done. I think the last time that the WWE has done something like this, it was actually they done it in a really bad way, and they did it with Ali when he was the. Um, oh yeah. Remember that? Yes. When he was the 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 leader, or he was the guy sitting behind oh, the control desk. Huh? No, no. Before he was the retribution leader, he was sitting behind the desk and he had the circle and all that stuff, but. Um, that was the last time I think they did something like that. But I mean, this this is brought on a whole new scale. It's a fucking Q, it's a it's a Q it's a QR code. They're giving you hints now. I mean, there's so many other hints now. Apparently, um, there's a video out there, which I don't know. I mean, the video is out there, but the, you know the video. Or the segment where Baron Corbin gets into the limo of JBL. Yes, and I don't think we've seen anything. I don't remember if there was anything on SmackDown last week about. No, that. you have. This is a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, if no, you look, like if that. you look behind the um, the limo, you'll see the trailer, the WWE trailer. And then as soon as Corbin gets into the limo, you see a figure appear, gets out of the trailer with his back is turned. He looks like he's wearing a leather jacket and looks like he's wearing black gloves. There's a theory out there that 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 was Bray Wyatt. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's, you know, too much out there on the spectrum, but there's also plans or that that could have also been planted. That's fucking a lot, man. That is a lot. I'm just saying. I mean, 
again, there's so many theories out there about this one character. And the, and the thing that is really interesting is that the WWE is taking their time, I think, significantly with this. Like, look how much time they took with the whole Dexter Loomis story. He showed up a couple times. Ever, I thought he was going after AJ Styles. Meanwhile, he's really going for the Miz. And that whole storyline's getting dragged out a little bit. And that's just with Dexter Loomis and the Miz, who are on TV every week. This is this is a whole new persona that has everyone going nuts. So, I mean, only time will tell. But I think what Triple H is going to do is I think that he's not going to wait around for this. I think that he's going to keep the foot on the gas. Because just like how we talked about last week for about 25, 30 minutes, we're entering WrestleMania season. And there's going to be main topics, right? You know, yes, wrestling is so big in WWE, of NXT, of Raw, of SmackDown, but there's always that one big storyline that just trumps everything. And right now, I mean, last week it was Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. That was the big storyline in every show, right? The fact that Logan Paul is wrestling Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. This week it's this week it's it's going to be the the White Rabbit video. Next week, it's going to be the White Rabbit video. Basically, anything that happens until Roman Reigns steps in the ring is this White Rabbit video, okay? And leading up to Extreme Rules. They need this storyline to get finished before The Rock comes to WWE, in my opinion. I think. So, I think with The Rock, that's... I think... Now, this is me saying that The Rock is coming back, and... This is me saying that Bray Wyatt is coming back. I think sooner than later, and I don't think I don't think they're going to wait around on this. I don't think they can. They can't. They. I don't, if I don't, you want to get major eyes on this product, not that you haven't already, but there's a possibility that there is going to be millions and millions. Of more people coming back home, mm-hmm. let's put it that way. You know, back to being WWE on top. Not that it never was. It always was, it but there was always an asterisk next to it. Next to it. Correct. I'll Correct. tell you. I'll tell you right now. If he brings back Bray Wyatt, and if he brings back Sasha Banks in the next three months, you're going to see a huge increase in viewership. Huge. Yeah, buddy. I, I really think so. I think there's people out there that have stopped watch stopped watching WWE because they felt like it was too much of an entertainment thing. And when they released all these wrestlers, they said, "What the fuck should I watch this for? I can go watch AEW where all these wrestlers go and and uh, you know they're getting re-signed and he's having these banger matches." But then secretly they're realizing that AEW can't find their way out of a brown fucking paper bag, and now they're coming back into reality. Where reality is that Triple H is now running this whole this whole epicenter of professional wrestling where, yeah, I'm bringing back this talent, but I'm bringing back the talent that made you interested in the product originally. Yeah. So, I mean, if you bring back Bray Wyatt, that's fucking huge. I mean, again, from day one, I've been on this podcast for 128 episodes, and I've said how much Bray Wyatt is a fucking genius in my opinion and what he does for the business and, and actually triple h was on the um on a did an interview with um the guy from the ringer and he does mma mm-hmm. uh, ariel hawani yeah and recently you know 
he asked some questions. He was like, okay, I have a bunch of wrestlers. Give me, you know, I'm going to take a, here's a bunch of names. You tell me. It was like word vomit. And he said um, about the Bray Wyatt. He was like, madman. You know, he's just like, he's just got to be harnessed. Like, it's got to be, somebody's got to be able to control it. But he's basically saying, like, he's got a brilliant mind, which, I mean, yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. No shit. Yeah, because I think, like, Bray Wyatt, I mean, a mind for the business. I mean, besides his fa- besides his grandfather and his father and his uncle, be- besides it being a family business, I think that he has the fucking, the mind of being so much different than everybody else and having the whole eater of worlds gimmick and it started off with that i mean i think that he had so much in his mind where you know he kind of changed he had the whole world in his hands yeah he kind of carried i mean i think that i think that i can say that you can say that he carried like the whole promos during when when he was in wrestling like i'm trying to think like when he debuted seven years ago in the WWE, he instantly inserted himself as the top promo guy in the company. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, some of his promos are just fucking ridiculous. Like, how does he come up with this shit? You know what I mean? Um, and just bringing him back and just being such a mysterious character. And I think that's, I think that's what the WWE needs right now. Especially on a show, especially on a show like Monday Night Raw, where again you're you're controlling a show without a world champion. You got to have a lot of different people involved that will take your eyes off. Will will put will put eyes on the product, even though there's no world champion there. So now that you actually mentioned that, mm-hmm. so there's no championship on there. How does does Bray insert himself at the top? Where do we go if this is where, you know, this is basically what we've been talking about all episode. Yeah. Where do we go if that's the case? Well. Or not. Because then you did mention The Rock. I mean, you know, once again, you know, the great one makes an appearance on our podcast here. Yeah, he always does. But I mean, I think I think I think that you can say the same a lot about a lot of wrestlers that don't insert themselves at the top right away. Look at Braun Strowman. He came back. Uh, Karrion Cross, even though he teased it, he's not really going at the Roman Reigns right now. I think you can install yourself into a feud where, where you know that you can get a good, uh, good payday out of it. Like, look at Seth Rollins and Riddle, for example. Seth Rollins could be, you know, going after he could be going after Bobby Lashley the entire time, and yeah, he did have that bang over match with Lashley, but you know, Riddle costing that match just to keep that promo going on. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think we're at the point right now in professional wrestling where. When you when you have someone of Bray Wyatt's caliber, or you have someone like big coming or joining the company, that you have to el- almost eliminate the fact that you can put yourself with Roman Reigns because of how Roman Reigns has been champion for the past two years. The past two years, the stranglehold on the world title has been held by Roman Reigns, meaning that not just that not just that he's the champion but he's also controlling his character to the point where he's changing his contract he's changing his style he's changing his the way that he appears in the shows i mean honestly his new persona is that he's god okay he is like a god persona where where he walks in you know 
people's eyes are just right on him. You know what I mean? People look up to him. They acknowledge him. You know what I mean? So now he's acting like he's the god of, of wrestling, which is an awesome thing because he is now... What's up? Somebody's got to carry that mantle. Yeah, but like so now... Yeah, he, he is now must watch wrestling. He is in the shoes of Brock Lesnar. He's in the shoes of, you know, John Cena at, at, at one point where he you, it's must watch with him. You have to watch when Roman Reigns is on television because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you say to yourself, okay, if he gets billed for an appearance, okay, it's going to be he's going he's gonna to start the show off at 8.01. He'll get to the ring at 8.07. He'll talk until 8.19, and that's it. But, yeah, that may happen. That's 20 minutes of your first hour gone away. But at the same time, he can be he basically is installing himself with a new program. And the only reason why he's with Logan Paul right now is because the fucking Prince of Saudi Arabia wanted that to happen. So, like, I know a lot of wrestling fans are like, oh, you know, Triple H let this happen. I mean, Triple H really didn't let this happen because the people of Saudi Arabia wanted this to happen. Yeah. And I know it sucks, but he's not going to beat Roman Reigns. Or so I think. Well, yeah, that's please God no. Imagine that though, on some <laughs> on some lunar on some lunar fucking world, where Logan Paul actually goes over in Roman Reigns. Mercury must be retrograde. Yeah, I know. So besides, uh, besides you know us talking more about Bray Wyatt because there's really not much more to talk about. We do have Extreme Rules coming up, and we did talk about Riddle and. Um, Riddle and Seth Rollins in this fight pit match. And I think there's going to be other stipulation matches. Like, I got a feeling that the Carrion Cross Drew McIntyre is going to be an Extreme Rules match. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And, um, you know, you're going to have Bianca against Bailey, and you're going to have Liv Morgan against Ronda. Isn't there a stipulation in that match, too? That's the Extreme Rules match. Oh, it is. It's, it's Ronda and it's Liv, right? Extreme Rules? Right. So now here's, <laughs> so now this is another stipulation where Liv Morgan, you like she has the possibility of winning because it's not a normal wrestling match. So three victories over Ronda though. One of them was a cash in. The other one was an error by the referee because even though she tapped, he didn't see it. Right, and right. now this is going to be a stipulation match where technically she can beat Ronda with a chair. She can put her through a table. She can do whatever she wants. It's not really a, a traditional wrestling match. So, I mean, to me, I think the fact that we've been seeing Ronda teaming up with, uh, with Shayna Baszler at house shows, I think that... The chemistry is there with them too for a feud, so I would like to see Liv drop the belt to Ronda now. Um, how long has has Liv been champion since what July, right? So two months, a hundred days, three months. She's been champion, so I yeah. think I think that everybody got the got the feeling of her being champion now. And if you notice, she's not on she's not on programming that much. You know what I mean? She's not really... Um, Liv? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... That's per that's perfectly fine. I, I, I You know, having Ronda lose would be fine. I mean, I mean, having Liv Mo Morgan lose would be perfectly fine with me. 
Um, yeah. So, and now the tag team titles. Brawl and Brutes are the number one contenders. They're going to be wrestling the Usos, I believe, tomorrow. They have a match for the titles because they're the number one contenders. Yes. So. Well, that should be fun. It should I'm be good. That. Oh, yeah, it would too. I mean, I don't, I don't think the Usos are going to lose. No, no, they're not going to lose at some random SmackDown. No, no. So. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, it's well, interesting. I mean, you, know, you never know. You never know. So I mean, it's a it's a big Raw. And it's a big SmackDown. We have a lot going on. Um, you know, a lot going on with Extreme Rules. I mean, hopefully, you know, I, I'm going to be able to go. I mean, hopefully, we'll be able to go. I mean, I'm not going to look at tickets until that day. Um, I'm actually going to be in New Hampshire for the weekend of Survivor Series, and I may be going to that um, in Boston. So, I mean, yeah. That's, Would you say you're shipping up to Boston? I am. I, I might be shipping yeah. up to Boston. I'm not going to be... Uh, Go with your brother-in-law. No, that's what I'm doing. He's 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 going to be looking up at tickets. I think there's going to be like seven of us going. Um, wow. Yeah. So we're going to try to see what's he's available. Feed you, he can feed you at his restaurant. And yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's plans that are kind of in the works, but nothing's definite. But um, okay. but for us, we actually we're going to be taking a week off because uh, the most handsome. Dad in the in the room or on the phone is going to be the most handsome dad in Mexico, right? Yeah, that's right. All right, so so tell us tell us about that. Where are you going next week? Uh, going to Mexico. Me and the wife. It's our anniversary, seven years, and uh, you know, just gonna, her and I. Uh, our daughter's going to be uh, with our with our parents, mm-hmm. and uh, just her and I just get to reconnect and. And just, you know, hang out and relax. That's so, awesome. Keyword is relax, man, because like, we just work has just been hellish for the yeah. of us. So looking really forward to it. And, uh, you know, got to take time off. You know, we normally do this come hell or high water, but, you know, I can't really do it from overseas. It's going to be a little. Oh, tough. no, no. We're going to take, we're going to go right to work. We're going to so. take, we're going to take a week off. Um, it's all right because I mean, time to breathe, it gives us time to breathe. Episodes. It does. Yeah. It gives us time to breathe. Like two episodes of, um, of Raw and SmackDown, or actually three, two SmackDown or four, actually two mm-hmm. and two, to kind of dissect and see where we're going because then we can jump right into a, an Extreme Rules preview. Yes. For that week. Yes. That's our first episode back. And so it's, it's and it's going to be a big show because so much happened in one week. Imagine what happens in two weeks. So yeah, I mean, for sure, for so sure. so much can change. But what's not going to change is where you can find us on social media. That's always Facebook and Instagram at Tons of Flip Radio. You can go back um, in our back catalog, listen to our other 127 episodes the same way you listen to this one. Um, anywhere you find your podcast, that's where we are. Uh, you can email us at sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Um, big week in wrestling. Big week tomorrow. A big day tomorrow. The White Rabbit video. We're going to see an appearance tomorrow. See what happens. Yeah, 923. 923 tomorrow. Uh, Sons of Flip Radio will be coming back to you live and back in two weeks. We're taking a week vacation. Alex will be in Mexico. I'll be home hanging out with my daughter every day uh, until December 1st. So... I'm going to enjoy that. Enjoy the week of wrestling. Alex, enjoy your vacation. And, uh, 
in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, good night, and as always, peace, love, and wrestling, and take care.